Today is a very special day in that we are recognizing our pastors. How many people love our pastors? Amen? Come on, you could do better than that. How many people love our pastors? Amen. Amen, that's much better. About, um, about 12 years ago, um, I had the privilege of uh, meeting a very special woman. And that would be, unbeknownst to me, my wife in college. And um, we, we built a, a friendship for a few years. Um, I definitely was very, very interested. And, um, but we started slow. We were just friends and um, we, we, we enjoyed our company. We would travel to school together, sometimes go home together. Um, we would have some classes together. A couple times she invited me to church. I came for an Easter service one time. I came a little late on the late side, which those who know me, I'm not really a late type of person. But I was a little, I was a little weary. I was a little intimidated. I wasn't exactly sure what I was getting into, and I kind of wanted to tiptoe my way in as opposed to just go through the doors. And um, I remember that service because it was an Easter service, and uh, Brother Julio was at the door. This is all in 116th Street, and I must have came in somewhere around 12:30. So our services started 11. It was about 12:30. And uh, he, he saw me through the door, and he, and he welcomed me in. And I said, no, 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 I'm okay back here. Meanwhile, I wasn't even in the sanctuary yet. I was still on the top of the stairwell. I was just still, still too nervous to, to, to go in. And, um, you know, he, um, he, he was patient with me, Brother Julio. He was like, all right, so you can stay there. It's fine. You know, he didn't know me. I didn't know him. Um, after a few minutes, I finally f built up the nerve to kind of walk through the doors. Um, you know, for those who don't know, you know, up until that point, I hadn't been serving anywhere. Um, I had been at a church um, for a few years, but then I, I got into some issues with some of the people there, and I stopped going. So in a way, I had kind of backslidden, and I, and I wasn't fellowshipping anywhere. And, um, you know, sure enough, God, you know, brought my wife to me, and little by little started pulling me back in. But um, the reason I, I mention any of this today is because... From the first moment that my wife and I actually began dating, that next day, I was in their house, okay? Now, I was very, very concerned because here of someone that wasn't fellowshipping, okay? Someone that um, they really didn't know much of me. And, um, you know, here I am asking to date the pastor's daughter. That's, a, I don't know about you, but that's a big deal. It's not just anyone, it's the pastor's daughter. It's the pastor's first daughter. Big, 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 big deal. Thank you. Help me out here. So, um, you know, Natalie told me, you know, uh, my, my parents want to meet you. They, they, they want to uh, talk to you. They, you know, want to get to, you know, share with you, learn a little about you. I said, okay, no, no problem. I'll, I'll be there. So um, the next day I was there. And uh, Pastor Gwen greeted me at the door. Um, she sat me down on her couch. And the very first question out of her mouth was, so what are your intentions with my daughter? She didn't waste any time, immediately. And uh, which I've learned to appreciate over, over years, because for those who know Pastor Gwen, she cuts right to the chase. There's no fluff. She comes right at you, in love, in love. So um, I sat there and, and, and we, we chatted for a little while. 
Um, then I remember Isaiah coming out from the basement, very curious, seeing what's going on. He kind of plopped himself on the couch. Crystal came downstairs. Little by little, it started to become like a kind of a, a, a scenario. And, um, you know, Natalie's there sitting. She's, you know, a little nervous. You know, obviously she wants, you know, her mom to get a good impression of me. Um, but, you know, I was just being myself, answering as honestly as I could. Um, and then Pastor comes down. He was upstairs. And, um, you know, he, he, you know, shakes my hand and he says, God bless you. You know, um, you know, I've heard a lot about you from my daughter and, um, you know, from the things we hear, they're very good. Um, I just want to let you know that, you know, you're part of the family now. Um, we, you know, we welcome you, um, and we're here for you for anything you need. You know, the only thing we ask is that you serve God, that you, you come to church, you, you, you give a hundred percent and that's it. And I was like, okay, I think I can do that. I think so. And that was it, short and sweet, less than one minute, and he went out to preach at some church. So um, I've never really expressed this to you guys because I'm kind of a somewhat introverted person when it comes to you know, my emotional side. And as it is, I'm trying to keep it together right now. <laughs> but um, how you guys accepted me as your own uh, from the very beginning meant a lot to me. Hold on. I'm not an emotional, <laughs> but, um, you know, um, coming from someone who wasn't serving, you know, I didn't really know what their expectations were, um, for their daughter. You know, obviously I was probably, they wanted a pastor's kid, you know, to, for them to marry and, and to, you know, go into a, another family that's serving. And, you know, so there was, you know, definitely high expectations there, but, um, they loved me. They, they, t they cared for me. They, you know, took me in, so to speak. They, um, you know, treated me as their own. So um, for that, you know, I, I thank you guys. And I just wanted to start off mentioning that. All right? Amen? Amen. Whew, okay, that's out the way. Um, I was asked to, to share a little bit today um, on, uh, you know, whatever God put in my heart. And, um, you know, as, as I was meditating through the week and, and praying, you know, I, I thought I'd keep it simple today. You know, I'm not going to get into no deep Bible messages and nothing, nothing, nothing complicated. Very simple. The title of my message is Five Simple Ways to Bless Your Pastor. Five Simple Ways to Bless Your Pastor. So um, let us begin by opening up the word to Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4. And we're going to start, we're going to start from verse 7, Julio, verse 7, from Ephesians 4. Okay? When everyone has it, say amen. 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 Okay. Um, verse 7 says, But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive, and he gave gifts to men. Somebody say, he gave gifts to men. Now this, he ascended. What does it mean? But he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth, and he who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. Verse 11. And he gave himself... 
And he himself gave, I'm sorry, some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelisms, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for edifying the body of Christ, till we've all come to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So how many people know that as we, as what we just read here, one of the five gifts is a pastor, and that's a gift. How many people know that our pastors are gifts from God? Amen? We may not think about that on a daily, weekly basis, monthly basis, but our pastors are gifts. How do we treat our gifts? How do we treat them? When we get a gift, how do we treat our gift? I'm opening it up for you guys. You treasure it. You appreciate it. You, you take good care of it. There's also like um, an anticipation, right? When if you know you're like Christmas is coming up, if you know you're getting a gift, there's a certain excitement, right? Do we feel that way every Sunday when we come to church? We should, because God has given us a gift. And I'll take it even a step further. Of the five gifts, there's two within this man. I'm sorry, there's many within him, but he's an apostle. He's a pastor. He's a teacher. There's many gifts within him. Um, so as we uh, go forth, you know, go forward in, in, in our appreciation, let's realize that we have gifts um, right here every day. I wrote, I wrote here, we need to thank God every day for our pastors. Serving as a pastor is a remarkable and awesome blessing. But sometimes pastors can be the, can be the most undervalued people in the church. They're often their days are long, their pay is minimal, they're criticized. Hello? Criticized? In many ways, they're, they're just underappreciated, right? They, they, we don't really, we take them for granted. We assume every Sunday, pastor will be up here sharing the word of God, feeling great, giving us a word of encouragement. We call him during the week, there he, there he or there she is for us you know, praying with us, and everything's fine, but we don't realize that our pastors are the ones that are constantly under the line of fire. Okay? When the enemy hits, where does he hit from? He hits from the top. Okay? Um, so we have to learn, or, you know, if we don't, but, you know, I'm sure we do, to appreciate the gifts that God has given us, okay, in our pastors. So, there are five simple ways that I came up with, that we can bless them, that we can um, uh, be a blessing to them. Okay, let's turn to First Thessalonians, chapter five, verse twelve and thirteen. First Thessalonians. If anyone needs a Bible, I think they have some extra in the back. First Thessalonians. Amen. When you get it. Everyone's looking at the screen, Julio. <laughs> You're looking for it? First, Thess First Thessalonians 5. Did I say that? Okay. And now, friends, we ask you to honor those leaders who work so hard for you, who have been given the responsibility of urging and guiding you along in your obedience. Overwhelm them with appreciation and love. Get along among yourselves, 
each of you doing your part. So the first thing, the first simple way that we can bless our pastors is by encouraging them. Very simple. All of us at some point need encouragement, okay? And especially when you're in the line of fire constantly, when arrows are constantly being thrown at you, we need to encourage our pastors. What are some ways that we can do that? What are some ways we can encourage our pastor? Talk to me. Some ways. Yes, Marcella. We can pray for them. I'm going to get there. You, you ran ahead of me. <laughs> Saying amen. I like that. You know what? I'm going to come right back to that in a minute. Yes. You had your hand up over there? Amen. We should listen to them when they're talking. Very good. That's a way we can encourage them. Yes. Being grateful. Saying thankful. Something as simple as that. Naisha, you had one? So, to preach. Hype them up. So there was a hand back there. Yes. Mike? Amen. I like that, Mike. Wait a couple more hands. Brenda. Mm. Amen. Amen. Take some time. I like that. Cynthia, did you have something? Another one who's getting ahead of herself. <laughs> That is a form of encouragement, but I have another point that's going to speak on that um, very, very, very heavily. Proverbs 3.27 says, Do not withhold good from those whom it is due, when it is in your power to do so. That's Proverbs 3.27. Do not withhold good from those whom it is due, when it is in your power to do it. We need to speak up, people of God. If we're being blessed by our pastors or leaders, ministers, we need to let them know. Everyone needs some type of response. As a teacher, as an educator, it's very helpful to be able to hear feedback, right? If we don't hear feedback, we don't know, um, you know how it's being received. And speaking of Nate's point about saying amen, how, there, there was an actual study done, okay, about the word amen. I found this so, so, inter so, so interesting. When people tend to say amen in services, service tends to go quicker. Why is that? Why is that? Why will the service go quicker when people say amen? Well, you have an idea? Go ahead. Mickey, you're on point. When we say amen, we're acknowledging to our pastors that yes, we're with you, so be it, continue, we're, we're, we're there. If we don't say amen, a lot of times pastors go and continue to repeat themselves until they feel that we're getting it. So we need to go forth and say amen. Hello? <laughs> and let me tell you, nothing excites a pastor more than a, than, than a congregation that's, that's on fire. That's, that's into them, that, that, that's really you know, um, in tune of what he's saying, and, and that's involved in the service. So 
you know, amen. So one of the things that I want to encourage you guys as a way of encouraging our pastors is to be more involved. Obviously, we can communicate with them. We can talk to them more. We can email them. We can love on them. We can be verbal with them. Um, those are very ways of, uh, um, many ways of encouraging them. But specifically, it's a great way simply saying amen. Okay? So let's do that a little more often. So number one, what's a simple way to encourage your pat? Oops. What's a simple way to bless your pastor? You need to encourage him. Okay, number two. Let's turn to 1 Timothy 5, verse 17. 1 Timothy 5, verse 17. It says, The elders who direct the affairs of the church well are worthy of double honor. How, many, how much honor? Double. double honor. Especially those whose work is preaching and teaching. Another version may say whose work is word and doctrine. I read again. The elders who direct the affairs of the church well are worthy of double honor. How many people know that our pastors are worthy of double honor? Amen. Not just honor, but double honor. You know, um, there's many ways that we can take that verse. Um, you know, we can honor them by having what we're doing today, a Pastors Appreciation Day. We can honor them by recognizing their birthdays. Um, we can honor them via anniversaries. There's many ways we can do it. But one very important way is financially. And that's, that's something that we don't always think about. How many people get haircuts? Out of curiosity. Uh, not everyone's hands up. How many people get haircuts? Okay. Except not Nate for a few weeks. Now, when we get a haircut, how much is the cost of a haircut? I don't know. $10, $15? Depends if you're a woman, maybe $30? Now, do we leave a little bit extra for our hair person? What is that called? Oh, so we give them a little extra. Okay, okay. What about um, if we grab a cab in Manhattan? And um, providing that he's a good driver, he's talkative, he's a nice guy, he, you know, he, he picks you up right away, say the fare's $7.20, what would we give him? Okay, $8 a little cheap. $8 a little cheap. Maybe $8, maybe 9 maybe $10, right? We, we, it's a, we are in a recession, but we, you know, we still want to tip, tip our guys. Okay. Let me take it a step further. How many of us live in a building? Okay. How many live in a building that has a doorman or a porter or a superintendent? What do we do Christmas time? What do we do? We bless them, don't we? Do we bless them with a, hey, thank you so much for all your work over the year. You've been great. Thank you so much. Is that how we bless them? We bless them with an envelope, right? And we, and we give the best that we can. That verse says our pastors are worth more than just that. They're worth double honor. Now, I know finances can be a touchy topic, right? Why do we need to bless them with double honor? Why can't we just, why can't we just bless them, you know? Give them a little love offering that said, why double? Well, very clearly, we honor him financially so he can keep his mind on the ministry. Hello. 
if our pastor, our pastors, have to worry about their finances, where, where is their mind going to be? About a job, working a second job, doing something extra to meet the needs of, his, of their household, correct? So we need to bless them so that they can focus solely on this house. Amen? Amen. That's the most important reason why we need to honor them financially. You know, um, and this goes for not just our house, but, but, but for, for every house. Hebrews 13.7 says, Remember your leaders who first taught you the word of God. Think of all the good that has come from their lives and trust the Lord as they do. That's Hebrews 13.11. You guys got to remember, 13 verse 7. There you go. Hebrews 13 verse 7. You know, it costs pastors just as much money, if not more, to, 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 to survive on a weekly, monthly basis. You know, they have to buy special clothes. H- hello, you can't just come up in jeans and the sneakers. Uh, sometimes I go to work in khakis and a polo. They can't go to work in khakis and a polo. They got traveling expenses. A lot of times they give up their own money to other ministries and evangelism. We got to bless them, people. So, number two, a simple way to bless your pastor, honor them. But specifically, honor them um, in monetary means. Amen? Amen? Number three, simple way to bless your pastor. This is what Helen said, I believe. Pray for them. Was it Helen or Marcella? Marcella. Pray for them. Let's, let's open up Colossians 4, verse 2 through 4. Colossians. Very good, Julio. Thank you. Everyone there? Or I guess we're looking up here. Devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. Pray for us too. This is the Apostle Paul talking. That God will give us many opportunities to speak about his mysterious plan concerning Christ. That is why I am here in chains. Pray that I will proclaim this message as clearly as I should. Now, we all know how much opposition we get on a daily and a weekly basis, correct? You know, the, we all have our things, our, our, our challenges, but, and, and we were attacked, right? But I, I need to go back to this point. How much more do you think the devil will go after the head? How much more? We have to be diligent in our prayers for him every day. We can't take that for granted that, oh, he's pastor, he's going to be fine. He knows how to pray for himself. No. We all corporately need to get together on our own and pray for our pastor. It should be part of our prayers every day that God give him wisdom, God give him grace, God cover them and cap his angels around them. Every day, simple prayer. I have some interesting statistics for you, and I think this is going to blow, blow, blow you guys away. A survey was done online, okay, and it uh, surveyed pastors across the country to kind of get a sense, you know, how they feel about their profession, their job, um, what they're doing. And they, they, they surveyed thousands of pastors, 10,000, 20, I don't remember, don't remember the exact number. Of those pastors, 1,500 have left, actually 1,500 leave the ministry each month. 
due to moral failure, contention in churches, or simply spiritual burnout. 1500 a month. Think about that for a second. 1,500 pastors a month around the country, or, or this country, are leaving the church. 1,500. I got another stat for you. 50% of pastors will be divorced by the time they leave the ministry. Now we know we have a 50% divorce rate right now in general. Uh, Christian or non-Christian. But to see that same number reflect in our pastors, we need to pray for them. 80% of our pastors and 84% of spouses feel discouraged or unqualified in their roles of pastor. Now, 80%, who, who, um, who's good at math here? What's, what's, where's, what's the fraction for 80%? Where are my lawyers at? Four out of five? <laughs> 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 Basically, 80% is four out of five people feel discouraged or unqualified. Four out of five. So if you surveyed five churches, of them, four of them, they don't feel qualified or they're discouraged. We need to pray. 50% of pastors are so discouraged that they would leave if they could, but they have no other way of making a living. Because you don't realize when you're serving as a pastor for many, many years, you're dedicating everything to the ministry, right? You're not in a field where you're developing a skill per se, right? Where you're exercising that. You're strictly focused on the ministry. So, Many of these pastors don't have something to fall back on. They give their heart, their soul, their blood, sweat, and tears to the ministry, but then they have nothing else to fall back on. 50% would leave, but they have nowhere else to go. They don't, know what, well, they don't have a backup plan. Next interesting stat. 80% of spouses feel that their spouse is overworked. 80% of those wish their husbands would leave the ministry. Four out of five wish that their husband would leave the ministry. We need to pray for our pastors. Here's another good one. Well, not a good one, bad one. 80% of pastors' wives say the most destructive event that ever occurred in their marriage and their family was the day they entered ministry. Eighty percent. When I read that, that just blew me away. That just blew me away. The most destructive event to their marriage and family was the day they entered ministry. People, we need to pray for our pastors. We need to pray for our leaders, our elders, our ministers. These are very alarming statistics. And I have more. Seventy percent of pastors deal with depression. Seven out of ten. They get discouraged. They get down. We think we're the only ones going through issues. 
lot of times we don't think about our pastors in that way. We think they're fine. Well, they're pastors. You know, they, they, they got it together with God. They're good, you know. But I'm going through. Mm. Seventy percent of pastors don't even have a close friend. All they have is their spouse to really console and confide in. They don't have a, fr- a good friend. Seventy percent, seven out of ten pastors do not have a friend, a close friend that is. I don't know about you, but that's tough for me to swallow. I'm very social. I enjoy hanging out with friends. I even, I even had two reunions from elementary school last year. Elementary school. I met up with 12 students, 12 classmates of mine from elementary school. Fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade. We got together. We had dinner downtown. It was, it was amazing. Keep in touch through Facebook. You know, we try to get together. But many pastors don't have that. You know, God has called them, and, and many times he's pulled them apart, right? You know, so he can be totally focused on, on, on that. And they don't have time to be distracted. They don't have time to have friends pulling on them, friends pulling them down, perhaps. They don't have time for that. 70% don't have a close friend. And, and lastly, most pastors work 60 to 70 hours per week to meet the demands that are placed upon them. And yet many feel that they're falling behind in ministry and in life. We complain that we work 40 hours a week. Hello. Or we have to work a little overtime. 48 hours. Oh my God. 48 hours. Overtime this week. Pastors can put in 60 to 70 hours. Especially if we have someone working a full-time job already. Hello. I didn't really mean to beat you guys up. I just want to let you know the stats that I found that were very interesting. Which tells us why we need to pray for them. Okay? So number one. What was number one? Ways to bless your pastor. Yeah, I got to encourage them. Number two. We need to honor them. Number three. You guys are good students. Number four. This may be a tough one to swallow too. We need to submit to them. Let's look, let's open the word to Hebrews 13, verse 17. 13, verse 17. Hebrews 13, verse 17. The word says, obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. Their work is to watch over your souls and they know they are accountable to God. Give them reason to do this joyfully and not with sorrow. That would certainly not be for your benefit. So the Bible places very special emphasis on submitting to your pastor. There's another verse that says, your obedience... It's better than any sacrifice you can do. Just by saying, yes, pastor, is better than anything else you can, you, can, you can try to do as far as your physical works. Just by saying yes. Why do we have such a difficult time submitting to them? Why? 
pride. We think we can do it better. Um, perhaps the way we were brought up, maybe not having a certain uh, father figure in there, and you were kind of took that place. Who knows? There's, there's, there's many reasons. But who knows that when you do not submit, what you're essentially doing is you're fighting. The opposite of submitting is fighting. Rebelling. I like that. So we need to submit. We're not, we're not always going to know the right, the right answers. We're always not going to know the right... We're not, we always won't, won't even have the understanding. Why is he doing it that way? I wouldn't do it that way. But you know what? We have to submit. We have to trust that God is using them and steering this ministry forward. Submission is a tough thing. It's a very tough thing. Very tough. But as people of God, we just need to be able to trust and I think we're all here because we trust and we love the ministry, we love the, the fellowship, we love our leaders, our pastors. So one thing that we kind of take lightly is that, but we need to do a better job of that, people. Amen? Amen. Amen. Number five. And this is a great one, I think. Fifth way to bless your pastor. Get involved. Get involved. Amen. Let me tell you something. Sitting on the sidelines does not bless your pastor. Sorry to say. Get connected. There's plenty of ministries that need help. Ushers, where are we at? Hello. They need some help. Sound ministry? They need some help. Worship team? We can use some extra help. Hospitality. Need some help. Special events. Can you some help? Cell groups. They need some help. Right? We need to open up more cell groups. We need to reach out to more people. We need to evangelize. We need to become pillars of the house, people. How many people know that your chain is only as good as your weakest link? If we're a chain and one of us is just coming up, when, coming in whenever he wants, service starts at 11 o'clock, 11.15, 11.20, walking in, 12 o'clock, walking in, we're weak. We're, we're the weak chain. We're the weak link. It blesses our pastors so much to see us on a weekly basis, right? See us on time, to see us prepare, to see us get into God's presence to worship. But take it a step further. Get connected. Get connected. There are plenty of places that we can fill in gaps that, that currently, you know, the church has. We need to get involved. Look for opportunities, I put here, to use your gifts and your talents. God has given each and every one of us talents. Amen? amen. Remember, it's going to go faster if you say amen. God has given us all talents. We need to use them. He hasn't given us talents to just sit, sit down and, and sit on them. Amen? So let's recap. 
had 10 originally. I brought it down to five. I said, you know what? I just want you guys to walk away with a few. Because I don't want you to forget everything. Number one, we need to encourage our pastors. Number two, we need to honor them. Number three, we need to pray for them. Number four, we need to submit. Are you helping them, Julio? <laughs> and number five, you need to get involved. There's this verse in Philippians that um, really shows the heart of a pastor. It's in Philippians 1. And I'm going to start in verse 3. It says, Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. I always pray for you, and I make my requests with a heart full of joy. Because you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard it until now. It is right that I should feel as I do about you all, for you have a very special place in my heart. We have shared together the blessings of God, both when I was in prison and when I was out, defending the truth and telling others the good news. People, let's be a blessing to our pastors. Let's not take them for granted, okay? Um, there, there was a preaching a few weeks ago, something to the effect of tomorrow's never, it was a skit, tomorrow's not guaranteed, right? Let's take some time, let's thank them, let's encourage them, let's love on them. You know, you would be so surprised what a simple thank you would do. A simple, you know, that really touched me. You know, a simple... Uh, you know, I'm praying for you. You know, a simple can can I help you with anything? Is there anywhere I, I I can can help? You'd be so surprised. Now, as I was, I was praying this week, God showed me a scenario, um, and um, I'm going to be obedient and and um, share with you what what uh, I saw. If you can move this back, please. Thank you. I'd like to call up our pastors. Don't they look wonderful today? <laughs> 